house. Is there a doctor in the house? Hi, this is Dr. Lisa. There is a doctor in the house. I'm right here. Welcome to Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit on Radio Free Brooklyn, the best radio station in the entire Western Hemisphere, without a doubt, because I've listened to all of them, and this is, without a doubt, the best one. So anyway, I'm really excited because I have this really great guest on for you today. He's been on the show before. Say hi, Eric. Hi. So it's Eric Doringer, and uh, he's... um, He's a really great artist and also a friend, and we are going to get into his project. But you know what What I want to do, Eric, first? What? I want to promote my own project. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Do you th- – you know about my project, Eric. Does it sound good to you? It sounds amazing. The Focus Group Live project? Amazing. Like well, probably one of the best things I've ever done? Uh, probably. Probably. And there's like people just can't wait till Tuesday, November – Tenth uh, at nine thirty to see it. I, right? I, I hear it was sold out, but they just released some more tickets. Oh, really? That's, wow. that's what I heard. Okay, well, I, they didn't talk to me about that, so it's going to be packed, absolutely packed. So get there early to get a seat. So the idea is that um, you should. It's called Focus Group Live, and we're going to have amazing, uh, an amazing. Um, panel of focus groupers, uh, Ken Johnson from the New York Times, he's been on here, uh, Sean Patrick Carney from Bruce High Quality Foundation, an incredible comedian who's also been on, Julio Torres, and the lovely and fashionable Dallas Athen. And what I'm going to do is um, have people uh, bring their shit, their artwork, whatever they want, clothes, anything, and... Um, ask our focus group for feedback, like marketing feedback. How can I get more people to like this? How can I get more people to like me? What about my personality? Is is it this or that or um, this artwork? Would it be? Do you think more people, if it was green, people would buy it? Stuff like that. So I want you to come. The tickets are ten dollars. If you say you heard it on Radio Free Brooklyn. Um, you can get five dollars off. Okay, how's that? Okay, nine thirty on Tuesday. It's twenty. It's the Experimental Comedy Gallery, and it's on twenty uh, Broadway in Williamsburg. Did I do a good job, Eric? Uh, you were a little slow on the address. That seems important, but oh shit! Say it. Say it again. Okay, so it's the Experimental Comedy Gallery. It's November. 10th at 9.30. See, now you're making me nervous. I can't stand the criticism! Okay, I, I need help. Okay, so let's just change the subject. Come to the fucking show, all right? Um, so we have Sean Fader, who just came in, who is uh, actually my guest, but also Eric's guest. Eric invited him. He's involved in Eric's project. Hi, Sean. Hey, how are you? Get closer to the mic. Yeah, what's so far away? Get close to the mic because we can't hear you. Eric, why do you invite people that are, like, so technically incompetent? He's, he's, he's just getting started, you know. He just, he just rolled in. We didn't have time for sound check. He, he better be good or I'm going to take it out on you. <laughs> I, I think his limo is caught in traffic. No, no. I'm so glad you guys are both here. Now, Sean, I want to um, get started with Eric, and we're going to ask him about the project a little bit. So, so are you going to be okay over there Why why, I, why we talk to Eric? Of course. Okay, you can look at your phone if you get really bored. I mean, I hope that doesn't happen, but it, you know. I'm just saying, you know, um, we appreciate you, your patience. As the fucking, I'm still so angry because I was on hold with Chase Bank for 20. I'm still mad about this. It was right before I came here. Thank you for your patience. They should never have a recording that says thank you for your patience. That's like the most fucked up, aggravating, anger-making thing ever. So you know what I wound up doing? I wound up, this is true, I wound up getting Phil, my husband, to uh, wire $390 to my therapist because that's what I was trying to do, and I got so angry trying to do it that I had to get him to do it. You, you can't just pay in cash? Um, well, I forgot to pay her, and she was pissed at me, as well she should be. 
why don't you want to pay me? And then I was like, I hate that, like, therapy bullshit. You know, that's just, I said it. I said it in front of the whole group, the whole group therapy group. I'm like, that's just therapist crap. Why don't you want to pay me? Because I fucking forgot, like a normal person forgets. And it's not about you. And then I realized I was being really disrespectful, and I better get her the money right away. Eric, hi. Let's talk about your, you, your project. So anyway, um, one of the things, um, and I and Eric, I saw Eric last week, and we discussed his project. Uh, uh, so I have a little bit of a heads up on it. But one of the things that I found really fascinating discussing it with you last week was um, how you came, the process, the place in your career where you came up with this idea and your talk about your studio move. We have to talk about all that. Okay. okay. Go, go. Well, let me let me just talk a little bit about the project in general, I guess. Okay. Um, so first of all, I'll just preface it to say that for those people who might not be familiar with me or my artwork, um, that – well, okay. the the you know the, yeah, the, the, the the one or two of your listeners who's not up on they're uh, very cultivated on the art people. world. Uh, so anyway, most of my work has to deal with uh, appropriating work by other artists um, or kind of critiquing the art world or some combination of those things. Um, so the project that I'm here to talk about today and which is going on uh, right now through uh, November 17th is called Eric Doringer's RP Flea Market eBay Shop. And uh, it's happening on eBay. If you want to see the items that are listed, you just go to eBay and search for the letter R, the letter P, flea market. And there's a link on my Facebook page, too. So So, uh, the uh, uh, project is kind of based on a project that Rob Pruitt has been doing for a few years, uh, which is called Rob Pruitt's eBay Flea Market Shop. Um, where basically he is just selling his kind of old uh, junk, but he kind of made an art project out of it. So uh, everything comes with a, a signed print of the item that's being sold. So it's, uh, you know, you're kind of like getting an original Rob Pruitt if you win the eBay auction. Um, and that always seemed like a really great idea f- to me, you know, the, sort of the idea of, um, you know, using your name as an artist to market the stuff that you're trying to sell. And, you know, I like that kind of combination of, of art and business. So uh, what I'm doing is basically an appropriation of that uh, kind of model. I'm selling a bunch of stuff and uh, everything that you buy from me will come with a signed print. Um, but all of the stuff that I'm selling is related to Richard Prince, uh, who, of course, is also known for appropriation art and who shares the same initials, RP, as Rob Pruitt. So that's the RP in the RP flea market. So funny. It's like a three-way – it's like so many levels of – how many levels of appropriation is that? There, there are a lot of levels of appropriation going on. Yeah. I, I can't even count that high. I, yeah, I don't know. That's like – I think my mind is about ready to explode right now trying to calculate all that. But uh, I'm going to get – so, yeah. So, anyway, so, um, yeah, you guys should actually go to my Facebook page and look at the link I put up with Eric's um, – po- with posting about the show because you can get a really good idea if you just do that and it will be really evident. And it's also really interesting and a great way to get some ridiculously cheap, valuable art. So um, talk about – let's talk about how it came, came into being and where you were when you had this idea in your career. And then talk about the fucking studio. Okay. Well, that's – yeah. So uh, I recently had to move that my – That was bad. I recently had to, had to move my studio. The uh, building I was in uh, down by the Guanas Canal got a new landlord, and they basically threw out all of the artists that had studios there and are going to turn it into office space or something like that. Um, and it was really pretty traumatic. I had to, you know, I'd been in the space for like six years and before that I'd been in another space in the same building. So I just, I had a lot of stuff there. You know, I had artwork, I had, uh, you know, other materials that I got for doing research. I had, uh, just things that seemed like they might be useful in the future. Um, so I kind of had to go through everything and, you know, get rid of a lot of stuff, which was, uh, kind of a difficult, painful thing to deal with. And I had to find a new space and move and, uh, it pretty much sucked. Um, so anyway, I had all this stuff that I was getting rid of, and I realized that I had a lot of uh, Richard Prince-related items. I've done a few artworks based on his and just other things I had picked up. Um, 
And so, you know, that was another way that the idea for this project came to me was sort of seeing that I had all this stuff and thinking, oh, I should sell some of it and make some money. And then thinking that, you know, if I made a little bit more of a event out of it and invited some artists who I knew who had made work, also inspired by Richard Prince to uh, contribute some things to the auction that, you know, it'd be kind of fun and maybe, you know, get some more attention. And uh, I knew that the Contemporary Art Auction Week was coming up in New York. That's everything's on view right now, and the auctions are all uh, held next week. So it seemed like good timing for holding my own little uh, eBay auction. Okay, more feelings, Eric. I want to <laughs> hear more about like how you felt. Like that was a very intellectual explanation, and I know that like that must have felt like like it happened to you, you know, and it must have been like. It's so disruptive to anybody, and it must have been really difficult. I want to hear more about how you felt. Uh, yeah, it was it was hugely disruptive. I mean, I uh, you know, like I said, I, just, I had been in this space for a very long time. I had you know a lot of stuff, and it was kind of like uh, you know, I guess just getting rid of your artwork is is a difficult thing. And I mean, I think it's something that you know all of us artists have to deal with. It's pretty rare that you sell everything that you make. Um, but it's still all the stuff that you put a lot of time and energy into and, and, you know, that in a lot of cases I really, you know, still liked, but just, it was like, am I going to keep on storing this? Am I going to keep on moving it? Um, so there's a lot of, you know, questions like that, that you ask yourself and then it's like, why am I doing this anyway? (laughs) And, uh, you know, is, am I just making all this stuff that nobody wants? Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it was definitely pretty stressful. And how are you feeling about your career at that point? Like... Uh, I was not feeling so great at that point. I mean, again, just I think seeing all the stuff that I had that, you know, hadn't sold um, and things that, you know, I had been really excited about when I made them and, you know, maybe they got written about somewhere or maybe they didn't, but then just, you know, never just really. Whole never, review. Yeah, yeah, is is tough. So when you came up with this idea, um, you know, we want to hear, re- re- this is a redemption story. When you came, <laughs> up, when you came up with this idea, didn't you feel like kind of like, like this idea grew out of the dark, the dark of having to move, the dark of that horrible confrontation, which we try not to think about. I mean, I even when you were talking about it right now, I have got a lot of crap too, and I'm thinking about it, and uh, it's horrible and upsetting and distressing because our artwork is our children, right, Eric? That's right, right, Sean. It's our oh, yeah. children. These are our children. And uh, so it's very difficult, and uh, it's a very difficult place. But what I love is how you um, – how that all inspired you to make this new project, right? Is yeah. that right, Eric? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think it, it worked out in the end, you know. And, and, I mean, even the getting rid of stuff now that it's done feels, you know, feels pretty good to be, have less stuff around. But just having to make those decisions about, uh, you know, which, which kids to send to the orphanage was uh, was not so easy. Right. So are you, so I mean, but you, but now, but now what the point I'm trying to make is now something really positive and future looking came out of it. Yes, exactly. It's the uh, the silver lining to the cloud. Yeah, Yeah. totally. So that's what I'm excited about. Um, And um, the last time you were here, I thought it was really interesting. Oh, by the way, you guys, you can look for Eric. Eric was here in the beginning of this when I started doing the show in June. So it's online. But at the time, Eric had done this really intense project. Uh, when did you do that project? It was like months uh, February through May. February through May. Yeah. So it was pretty recent. So, yeah. So you had just finished it. And it was a very intense project that where Eric did a uh, – uh, uh, Ankawara uh, appropriation. Yeah, basically, kind of uh, re- reenacted his life. I suppose all, all of his kind of life art projects for three months. Yeah, it sounded really horrible to have to do it. <laughs> I don't know why I did it. I would have been really depressed. I would be really. Yeah, happy. this this is a lot more fun selling things on eBay. Yeah. So what I thought was so interesting about that project that when we reviewed it was that um, where you have come with your work is that you were start you had started out there was always sort of a performative aspect involved in your work but nothing quite as performative as the Ankawara thing which was really like a lifestyle for three months right right and uh, a very difficult one and I thought that was really interesting and it, still a very private one so it was performative but it wasn't performative. Um, like uh, I think a performative getting on stage and acting really stupid and obnoxious. So, um, 
it was personally performative, which is so interesting, and to the people in your world. And so I'm wondering if this project goes down that road or evolved out, it has a has a link to that, or can you can you comment? Uh, well, you know, I mean, it's I guess it's hard to say where these things come from. I think there certainly is a you know connection, and I and I do really like the way that this project kind of unfolds in real time, and you can follow along the action on the auctions and see what things are getting bid on, and you know the the rollout of the actual items that are being auctioned is kind of going on over a period of a week. Um, so it's about half of them are, are up there on eBay right now. So I do like the fact that people can kind of follow along. They can, you know, they can bid and participate in it. They can actually walk off with some art perhaps. Um, so there's a lot of things that I, that I like about this uh, project. And I also like that it's not really obvious what it is. I mean, it's kind of an art exhibition. It's kind of just making some money. It's kind of a spoof of the auction system. It's kind of an appropriation of Rob Pruitt. It's kind of an appropriation of Richard Prince. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like all the sort of different things that uh, that it does. And I like the the you know the kind of uh, non traditional format. You know, it's not like a gallery show in a white cube. It's something that's happening on the internet. It's accessible anywhere. It's it's participatory. It's uh, you know, and, and I think it's the kind of thing that some people will find because they know me and they see me promoting it or they listen to this radio show. Other people are just, you know, collecting Richard Prince books and they see the ad on eBay. And, and uh, you know, and, and I think that Rob Pruitt's auctions work the same way where, uh, you know, some people are buying the things because they know who Rob Pruitt is mm-hmm. and they want to get this signed photograph. And other people are just like, oh, I need a, you know, spare tire or whatever. <laughs> And um, I guess one of the big differences between your project and what Rob Pruitt's thing is like part of his art in an ongoing way, and this is a limited time, is that? That's right. This is so just going a, on for, so for one really week. So it's really a separate, it's an entity. It's a, That's what makes it really a project, isn't mm-hmm. it, in a way? So how much longer? It's a week, and when is the week? Well, it's, it's, it's a week of the auctions being rolled out. So it started on November 1st, Sunday, and items will be added every day through the uh, 7th. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the auctions start closing on the 11th, and mm-hmm. they continue through the 17th. And everything is kind of being listed thematically. So we had like a cowboy day. We had a joke day. We had an a mm-hmm. Instagram portrait day. Um, tonight there's going to be a bunch of nurse things uh, uh, going up. So, <laughs> and then you're going to be sending all this stuff out yourself. Uh, yes, yeah. And how sells. many items about? Uh, I think in the end it's going to be about forty five. Hmm. You're going to be busy. Yeah. But Sean will help you. I heard him just say. <laughs> I, I saw him just raise his hand over here. Um, but, You're such a nice. But guy, Sean. I, I, really I think are. we should actually bring Sean in now, and, and maybe you know talking okay. talking about okay. so, talking about silver linings to clouds. I do, I do. I just want I do want to bring Sean in right now, but I just want to ask you one more question. Okay. Which is what, as far as because um, I like the idea that it's a lifestyle project, meaning that like it affects you in your day to day day. Mm-hmm. So just comment on that, what that's like briefly, and then we'll we'll bring in Sean. Uh, well, I mean, you know, I, the ads I can put up so they're scheduled to run so I don't have to actually like sit there at 10 o'clock at night and post everything. Mm-hmm. But definitely I've been doing a lot of, you know, promoting, uh, putting things on Facebook, but on what, Twitter. What does it feel like? Um, it feel it's like? pretty exciting. I mean, it's kind of addictive. I mean, I've sold things on eBay before and it's, you know, it's sort of the same with anything that you're selling, but it's like, I, you know, I can't stop you know, checking to see like, oh my God, you know, there's like a dollar increase on this thing. And it's fun to see, you know, who's bidding and what things are getting a lot of eyeballs and what things have a lot of watchers. And just, you know, it's it's pretty fun to watch the whole thing. Uh, so so is it surprising in any way as far as the results so far? I. Well, you know, it's still really hard to say where it's going. I mean, my experience right. with selling things on eBay is that most of the uh, kind of price jumps happen in the last, you know, right. maybe 10 hours of the right. sale. So pretty much everything that's been listed has at least one bid so far. So, I mean, is um, it more traffic, less traffic, less interesting, less more fun, less fun than you thought? Like, how does it feel? How does it feel? How does it feel? Uh, Compared to what you expected. It's definitely been more work than I thought. I mean, I kind of thought like, okay, like I got to take the pictures of everything and write the ads and then I'll just put them up and, you know, Mm -hmm. it'll be kind of easy. But I mean, Mm -hmm. actually just posting everything and doing the promotion and all of that has has been a lot uh, more work than I thought. But it is pretty fun. It's it's more fun than the Encore project. Yeah, no kidding. Okay, let's bring in Sean. Sean, Sean, Sean Fader. Yes. Okay. Do you, do you, you want to introduce? I don't hear myself. 
What? Can you hear me? I feel like I don't hear myself. No, I totally hear you. Oh, okay. You're on you're on uh, line three, and I, I see you. All I good? see you on yeah. here. <laughs> oh, there Let's we go. see. Uh, wait, does that... I hear myself now, yeah. Okay. That's perfect. Okay, there we go. Sorry. There we go. All right. Yeah, stay close to the mic. That's the problem mm-hmm. that everyone here has. So, um, Eric, why don't you introduce Sean since... Since you invited him. <laughs> uh, okay, sure. Well, Sean uh, is an artist uh, who does uh, a number of things, but um, perhaps his best-known project is uh, something called uh, The Wishing Pelt, which I think I'll let him explain more. But the reason, I suppose you could say why he's here today, is that uh, his Instagram feed or a, a photograph that was posted on his Instagram was actually appropriated by Richard Prince uh, for mm-hmm. uh, this series that he called New Portraits, which are basically large digital prints of people's Instagram photos right. um, kind of printed on canvas. That like, he got a like lot a of shit for because he stole the pictures off the internet that, and then sold them for like a thousand, a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. I mean, and Sean, I, I remember meeting... I 40. 40? Oh. <laughs> well, you know. But I remember meeting you. Weren't weren't you at... Was it spring break that you had an yeah. ex- exhibition? Do you remember meeting me? No. Uh, you Didn't you come and make a wish or did you come yeah, in? Yeah, yeah. I came in there. You remember yeah, me, yeah. right? Yeah, spring yeah, break yeah. two years ago. Yeah, was it two years ago? Yeah, well, last year. That was last year. Yeah. A year and a half ago in March. The most recent one. Oh, so then yeah. you, you right. came and took a selfie with me. I think so. I just yeah, remember okay. meeting you and talking. You know, yeah, I was yeah. like, "Whoa, you're one of that one of those guys that got ripped <laughs> off by fucking Richard Prince." Yeah, no, that was this year. We love this Richard March. Prince. This is nothing against Richard Prince. Yeah, I, I will say I am actually a, a pretty big Richard yeah, Prince fan. Yeah, this is nothing against Richard Prince. So anyway, so Sean, um, uh, so we want Sean explain. Yes, sure. Um, so long story short, I won't try to uh, no, go into right. how. The project uh, Wishing Pelt got started, but the long story short was I uh, installed myself as the Wishing Pelt, which people were would show up at an event, Spring Break being one of them. Um, I also did a Pulse Art Fair, mm-hmm. and they were invite people uh, visitors to the Wishing Pelt were invited to whisper wishes in my ear, run their hands through my chest hair, and then to seal their wish, they would have to post a photograph on Instagram with the hashtag Wishing Pelt. And the hashtag sealed their wish is the expression that we used. Mm-hmm. And so I thought of a, about these two performances. I call it the IRL performance or the in real life performance for right. those people who aren't as IRL geeky as I am. And um, the actual Instagram performance, because that's sort of uh, your timeline is this sort of like feed, right, that comes through in the sort of course of the day. And depending on how many people you follow or who you follow, I would be included more or less depending on like your sort of proximity to me or whether you subscribe to me or my friends or things like that. Right. So um, fast forward to, I did that project, uh, Spring Break and Pulse in New York, 2,500 people made wishes on my chest really? hair. Really? Wow. Um, okay. Yeah, and you know what? It's got, I've got crazy success rates, just saying. Yeah, how, how many came true? I, as as I know of 400 that came true. Get the wow. fuck out. I've had... I am so rubbing your chest <laughs> I can't wait. I'm on it, baby. Well, I've those are the 400-ish people that I've spoken to. Yeah. Um, I get thank you letters, emails, <gasps> text messages, I phone know. calls. Oh, wow. A lot of Facebook um, uh, messages. And also a lot of people go back to the Instagram photographs. And will tag me again and say, thanks so much. My wish just came true. I know it's because of you. So I have, that's the way that I, I get feedback in a lot of different wow, ways. that's beautiful. Um, that's amazing. And I have like Wonderful. five-ish people that uh, can't remember what their wishes were. <laughs> um, and I have like maybe four or five people that have told me my wish was really like big. I can't tell you if it came true yet or not. Uh-huh. Um, but I have had no – I had one person say no to me that their wish didn't come true. But then they immediately said, oh, well, I forgot to put it on Instagram with a hashtag. So I know uh, it's entirely my fault. So, uh, well, there you go. <laughs> so, um, That's I have a good a, reason. I have a great success rate. That's wonderful. Um, and so, you know, that sort of happened in May. And then I, I had seen Richard Prince commenting on one of the images that um, from the performance. Right. And I actually was kind of thinking, well, this is kind of strange having Richard Prince commenting <laughs> on your Instagrams. And then I saw a photograph in his Instagram feed 
because people kept tagging me in it actually, um, of the wishing uh, of that of an image from Wishing Pelt printed out on canvas, laying flat on his floor. Hilarious. And I, I, I was kind of thinking to myself, I'm not sure what this object is or what's going <laughs> on right now, you know. But I guess I should keep an eye on it. I think I just got appropriated by Prince, and um, a bunch of my friends were going to Art Basel immediately afterwards, and I and somebody then posted another photograph and said, off to Art Basel, and like commented that it was going to Art Basel. And I was thinking to myself, okay, well, all of my friends, I let them all know. I said, listen, you have to try to find it, and you have to take pictures of it. I want to make T-shirts or something ridiculous. We have to do something. Um, And then they went to Art Basel, came back, and said they they didn't see it anywhere. They didn't, you know, whatever. It was nothing. And then September... Richard Prince opened a sh- the show mm-hmm. at Kagosi and New Portraits. Right. And the day that the show opened, I got like 50 emails. Have you seen this? A lot of them from press, actually, that I had relationships with. It, it wasn't like, we want to know what you think about this, mm-hmm. comment on it. But it was actually press that had been privy to mm-hmm. the opening mm-hmm. and wrote me saying like, hey, do you know there's a giant photograph of you in the show? Mm-hmm. And I had no idea how big the piece was, too. That was like the other thing that was really weird, was mm-hmm. taking these Instagram photographs and you know, when I eventually went and saw the show, walking into the room and seeing a, like, four-foot-by-six-foot photograph of my face on the wall in the middle of Kagosian Gallery, which is kind of uh, that awkward moment where you're like, huh? <laughs> um, so sort of right around that time, uh, Elizabeth Denny from Denny Gallery approached me and said, hey, you know, I'm doing this show about artists that steal from other artists. I want you to put some work on the show. And I said... Oh, actually, I will rewind for one second. But directly before this happened, I decided that my response to Richard Prince was going to be to send out a press release that said, it's your last week to go see my work at Kagosian in a show organized by Richard Prince. Oh, right, right. And wrote a press release that framed I remember right, which that I, now. I thought that was a really great uh, Brilliant. response. To yeah, his, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that now. Yeah, so I sent out this press release, put Kagosian on, underneath group shows on my resume <laughs> with Richard Prince as the curator. <laughs> how can it. you argue that that's not true right and I thought to myself okay well I'm going to send this out to the art world no one's going to pay attention or a couple people are going to think that I'm kind of a jerk right Right. and I sent it out to the art world uh, or you know the 800 people who are subscribed to my email list and actually uh, Hyperallergic wrote me and said can we publish it they did this interview with me in which I just blabbed on and on and on. And so then they didn't publish it. They actually <laughs> published a conversation with me and had a link to it. So there, wasn't, uh. there really wasn't any great reason for anyone to actually read the press release. And then, like, within a couple of days, I was getting, like, hundreds of emails wow. from people across the country. Wow. I read your press release. I loved it. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, who reads a press release? You know, it wasn't even, like, on there. Um and then Elizabeth asked me to be in this show about artists that steal from other artists. And I really wasn't sure what I was going to put in. And then I got this text message one day. Hey, Sean, I'm, I'm the collector that bought your piece from Gagosian. Thought you might want to borrow it for a, um, for a show. Let me know. So I end up meeting with the collector. Wow. Um, the collector's job is he um, does product placement in celebrity Instagrams. Oh, So wow. he essentially will, like, partner a celebrity and a company and that celebrity is supposed to like throw a party and have x y and z in the background at the party and take selfies and that's all that they do so i I gotta get on that that. (laughs) (laughs) let's do that i want to do that you You can get money for getting your for taking your picture wow well for selfies you get you're getting paid to selfie um, there's a market in Can there. Give- it used to be blogging. Now it's so much easier. It's selfie. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I ended up designing wow. this piece that's where I reappropriate the actual Richard Prince piece, add another panel to it at, that says our pictures for are for each other, hashtag wishing pal, the original piece. Right. Hashtag collective authorship, because I started thinking about this as more like the way we think about memes, like this collective authorship in digital spaces. And then hashtag art selfie, so the piece is meant to be, you stand in front of it and take a selfie with it and send it back to Instagram from where ah. he stole it. So, so that piece that you showed at Denny Gallery was the actual Richard Prince painting next to your panel, or was it? I mean, they're all it? they're all the actual Richard Prince, <laughs> and they're all the they're the, all the actual Sean Vader. 
So, but, but we're right, but, but I mean, it was the canvas that was exhibited at Gagosian and this guy bought The canvas that, that was exhibited at Gagosian was, as, my, as far as I understand, was torn off the wall um, and dis- or was maybe destroyed. I don't uh-huh. even know if that what was okay. the one that But it was sold from that show and reprinted? I mean, yeah, I, I'm unclear on exactly right. what happened. I mean, the physical canvas was ruined and they had to make a new one? I, I, there's, there's rumors of that. But, but I, I, guess, I guess what I'm trying to say is the, the left-hand panel of the diptych that you presented yes. was one that you borrowed from this collector who had purchased it. I was going to, well, it's, it's a very confusing, it's unclear it in okay. lots of ways. It what is the, unclear. What the real is. <laughs> it is unclear. I, I, I'm I, unclear, I, too. I, I don't want to use the words real or fake or copy or any of those things because that no longer exists in this situation. Okay, Yeah, okay. We, we can agree on that. No, no, <laughs> no. Because you know what I'm going to say? I'm going to say that there is a literal canvas that somebody paid $40,000 for, right? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's my understanding of the price tag. I, I'm not 100% clear on that. Okay, but you know what canvas we're referring to, right? I, I have yet to uh, be clear on what canvas you're referring to. Okay, I, I'm, I, I, I'm think we, a, I think we can leave this murky. This is getting a little annoying. This is getting <laughs> annoying because I feel resistance. That's the problem. <laughs> no, I'm I, feeling it's, res- it's mystery. It's mystery. I'm feeling resistance, and you know I, what? we I, can't. Okay, no, no, no that's well, totally I'm really, fine. I'm really that's totally interested fine. in. I mean, that's totally fine. We don't have to get uh, hung up on it. <laughs> but but there is resistance. You know it's it. the murkiness of ownership that I find really interesting in these things. Yeah, and you're, um, you're, you, it has a di- it has a different meaning. It has, a, I think, a different meaning. It has a very specific. You 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 internalize that in a way that that I uh, the average person isn't going to, right? I'm not sure. Okay. Well, you know what? We, we, we'll have to schedule a session <laughs> on this. And I'll have to have a session about it first with my shrink, and then I'll get back to you, and we'll have another session. <laughs> but let me just say that um, this is Radio Free Brooklyn, the greatest radio station in the whole Western Hemisphere, and um, in a small in one city in the Eastern. It's also the greatest. But... Um, and um, I'm Dr. Lisa, and Dr. Lisa gives a shit, and I'm here with Eric Doringer and Sean Fader. Hi. We're talking about appropriation. I don't know mm-hmm. what we're talking about. Yeah, and so I think we should add now that the piece that Sean has in the RP flea market is a uh, photographic print that he made of the image originally presented on Instagram, which Richard Prince used. Uh, but this is Sean's, you know. Right, uh, right. My contribution. I get that. To I get that. That's market. awesome. So, is that available for sale right now? That is available for sales up there right now. If you go to eBay and you search for Sean Fader or RP Flea Market, you'll find it, and uh, I think it's still uh, very affordable. How how much is it now? Do you think? Uh, when I Best checked before check. we came here, it was still only at ninety nine cents. You know, yeah, really? So wow. Uh, well, you know, who's ever listening? Phil, I'm, I'm, get I'm on sure. It. I'm sure. By the time we're off the air, it will have jumped up <laughs> higher if it hasn't I'm already. I'm sure it will. Um, no, that's, 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 yeah, that is really interesting. You know what else I was saying is really interesting is like, I love the way of using, um, eBay as an auction because I think that a lot of people, or I have started using it when I use it, I just buy shit outright. Do you think that it's gotten, do you think the auction thing has, um, isn't, it used to only be thought of as an auction place and I don't think it is anymore. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, there's the buy it now function, but, uh, you know, for this particular project, it is set up like a regular auction. And I really like, you know, everything starts at 99 cents. So some things may go very inexpensively, but, um, you know, there's, there's obviously a lot of kind of smoke and mirrors with pricing in the art world. And, uh, you know, and I, and I kind of like that this, you know, you can actually watch it and see what things are going for and decide, you know, what do you think these things are worth and, and maybe put a bid on them. Yeah, I think it's really cool to like emphasize that part of eBay, which a lot of us have sort of put in the back of our, or I put in the back of my mind, I'll tell you that much. I'm not, I'm more of a, um, buy it now kind of girl. Yeah, I really am. I, I have yeah. no patience for anything. Especially on hold 
I mean, fucking I, people from Chase. <laughs> um, so, so Sean, how did that affect you? Like, how did that affect you personally? How did how do you feel? How did how did that make you feel? Um, like, what was that like? Um, the whole incident with um, Richard Prince and the selling the thing before. Were you annoyed? What, there must have been a, a whole plethora of uh, emotions. Could you talk about that a little? Sure. Um, to be perfectly honest, that they were <laughs> the emotions that I felt in that exact moment when people started writing me and saying, "Do you know that there's a giant photograph of you in the middle of uh, Gagosian Gallery?" Was mostly like, "Oh, really? Right now?" Um, one of my best friends, who was also a great mentor of mine, Barbara Genevieve, had just passed away, and I was in 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 like the depths of grieving, uh. and. You know, so it was just kind of one of those moments like, of course, this would happen right now. Uh, you know, so oh, um, from a from a strictly emotional standpoint, that's kind of where I was. Um, I got on a plane to go to her memorial service in Chicago and everyone just talked about what an amazing person she was and the kind of person that she was in the world. And I it was on that plane ride home that I thought, you know, what would Barbara de Genevieve do? And I thought mm. Barbara would. Barbara would send out a press release and she would write a beautiful press release that reframed the whole conversation mm. around this work. She would take her work back in a way that felt good for her. Wow. And um, that's so healthy. That She's a good man. She was she a was good. A, that is so healthy. She was an amazing, amazing Emotionally person. healthy. Wow. That's really um, great. And so that, that the press release, which I consider a piece, was actually mm-hmm. inspired by her. Mm-hmm. And that uh, and that's <laughs> that sensation of like, really, right now, do I have to deal with this right now? Um, so I used uh, the, you know, losing her as the inspiration for mm-hmm. um, overcoming or working through that sort of moment in my life. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. Um, were you, I mean, you know, a lot of people... My view, my viewers, my listeners will want to know. I'll, I'll, hi, hi, you guys, all three, three, four. Are you all in the same room, like in like one little? I picture all my listeners in this <laughs> one little room together. You know, they're probably like maybe somewhere, five. So, maybe somewhere in the prison insane asylum. I was going to say, is that room padded? <laughs> yeah, maybe well, this room is. <laughs> maybe I went. Sometimes Tom Tenney, the station director, listens. Uh-huh. Tom, are you there? Are you listening to this? I wonder if Kramer's listening. But anyway, my mother's dead. I know she's not listening. Um, yeah, maybe she but, is. But yeah, maybe. But um, so, um, just curious. Like most people would, I mean, the 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 go to thing would think would be like, oh, Sean, you must have been mad. You must have been so angry. He was selling this work for all this money, and he stole it from you. Like, wh- how do you? How would you? How was your feeling in that sense? It, was there uh, anger? Come on. There must have been. You know what? I, on, to be perfectly honest, when I showed up at the show to see the show, mm-hmm. I was I was angry. But it's not because of the appropriation aspect of it. It's because I thought the show was terrible. And oh, If I right. was going to be appropriated into a Richard Prince piece, I was kind of hoping it was going to be a good one. Ah, uh-huh. interesting. Um, you know, I, I just – I actually thought the show was – uh, flaccid at best. Yeah, it got um, shitty reviews, right? Yeah, and I think uh, rightly so. I, it just my favorite mm-hmm. comment that got made about the show was watching Richard Prince comment on Instagram. It's like watching your dad try to uh, rap. Oh yeah, wasn't that like that was Patty Johnson or Art Fact City? That was she great. was quoting somebody else that but that was ha- great. an artist I that said that. it, and I can't remember who said it. It was really really funny, but it was it's so, so true. It was so relevant, so and that right was on. sort of how I felt when I was standing in that room. It was like. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're going to appropriate things and use Instagram, at least do something good. This is, ah, you know, and it was more frustration with that. The sense that he had taken something that was mine, I I really, like, don't – that's not exactly what my emotional state was, to be perfectly honest. My state was was really, like, this is really messy. Like, there are all these people, like, I think a lot about Wishing Pell, and I was thinking a lot about it at the time. By the end of it, as this sort of, um, you know, how do you define authorship when all of these thousand, like 2,500 people showed up and like made wishes and took pictures and put them on in the Internet with this hashtag and they, they participated. And I think of this sort of collective authorship in digital spaces as a really valid conversation for us to have right huh. now. The thing that 
infuriated me about his action was that instead of acknowledging that collective authorship that had been the creator of mm-hmm. this image, he erased everyone and put his name on it. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't just me right. that w- that had disappeared from that work. It was the people that had come to wish, the people that had shown up and made photographs, all the people that had mm-hmm. talked about the mm-hmm. work that had drawn in more people. Mm-hmm. You know, I think a lot about how do does anyone own a meme? Like how do we how do we define authorship in that sense? Well, and not just when you think about it in that point of view, which is a really interesting and super valid point of view, um, really worthwhile to think about. But also, you were just one of many many images that he. There were like, a, there's probably a story that's similar to what you're just describing right. of a lot of people and a lot of situations, a lot of other. Uh, value that got cut out of all the pictures. Well, the one thing I would say that each and every one where it crossed the line for me for why I felt like my work was a little bit different was that there was the Instagram images were a performance for you. Uh, yeah, so there was the in real life my IRL performance, mm-hmm. right? And then there was the Instagram p- performance that based on your proximity mm-hmm. to me, you got a performance in your Instagram feed. And so I really thought a little bit more about it was as if he walked into a gallery with my work on the wall, picked a piece off the wall, walked out and wrote his name on it and stuck (laughs) it on the wall of another um, gallery. And so it wasn't a selfie. It wasn't my day to day. It wasn't work that was not intended to be Uh work. It was, uh, you know, it, it also was something that, you know, there was a couple other artists who were sort of promoting their photography on there uh, or that were or somebody else put their photos on uh, there. Um, and those are the other artists. But no one else was literally making art in Instagram that he then took. Right. And so I think that there is a little bit of a difference there. Right. Um, I see what you mean. But it's also like the idea of art. I mean, we, we hope is to like expand, expand all of us or expand absolutely. the world and all that. And in this case, it actually kind of shrunk it. Well, in this specific, yeah, in a I, specific way, I, I'm not, kind of unwittingly, not on purpose. I think that yes, that that's sort of what his act did. But um, you know, and there was a lot of people that urged me to sue him. A lot of art lawyers came out of the mm-hmm. out of the woodwork and said, you know, can we sue him? Can we yeah, sue him? And I, I kept saying, no, I'm going to do this other thing instead, which is put out this press release and open up the conversation yeah. rather than close it down. And so that's what was really important for me yeah. was that it created conversation I, uh, yeah. around these ideas of authorship, of author. Right. So maybe he did close it down in a way, but I guess the end result with your with your acti- action of sending out the press release and, uh, uh, you know, we're even talking about it now. So in the yeah. in a certain way, it brought a lot of it did like let's let's put it in another term. It brought a lot of attention to you. Yeah, I mean, I think this is sort of one of the funny things about appropriation. And, you know, obviously, um you know, there was this famous case with Richard Prince and Patrick Cario. Patrick Cario was this photographer who did, mm-hmm. made a book of, of mm-hmm. photos of Rastafarians, and Richard Prince mm-hmm. used a lot of those photos to make paintings, and then Cario right. sued him. Um, but, you know, I think that what's interesting is is that, I mean, I'm sure, you know, they, they wound up settling out of court, and I'm sure Cario made some money in the end, but, you know, he also got a lot of promotional mileage That's out of true. that. And, That's true. And, uh, you know, he went mm-hmm. from being pretty obscure to being someone right. whose name at least a lot of people recognize. Yeah, and the works. And, you know, and, and again, thinking about Sean's, you know, response, yeah. I mean, what I thought was so great was, first of all, I mean, I think it's kind of lousy when artists sue other artists. And, and you know, as someone that works mm-hmm. with appropriation, you know, I, you know, my own feeling is that artists really should have a lot of latitude in right. reusing other uh, material that's out there. But, you know, I thought that, that what Sean did was so great was sort of to, like, take this thing and spin it around and use it that way rather than say, like, oh, I want to get some money out of this guy. They're selling for so much. I'm not getting anything. Um, you know, I, I, I thought it was a much more... Um, you know, kind of productive response and much more creative way to kind of use use the publicity angle and the sort of social media angle and all these things as a way of promoting your own project and your own right. Yeah. Well, and and it advanced the ideas that I was thinking about from the project that he had actually you know lifted the image from. However, you want to state for I, I don't right. think you use okay. the word yeah. stolen, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
So it, it advanced those ideas and let me have a larger conversation with more people about the things that I was thinking about. So, so art, the art wins in the end. So it's yeah. kind of like you kind of like Richard Prince unwittingly sort of collaborated with you. He actually gave oh, yeah. you a lot back as far as like uh, the value of of what art means to all of us. Yeah, and you know um, the the next piece was actually a performative piece where I stand in in front of this large-scale piece and ask people to take selfies with me and send it back to Instagram, Mm -hmm. which means I have long conversations with everyone that shows up about this thing that happened. I remember that, yeah. And, you know, and and we have this, like, back-and-forth conversation about what it means to appropriate uh, work, what it means to make work in digital spaces, and people always confront me with the, so do you think people should be allowed to appropriate or not? And my feeling on the subject at the end of the day is I think artists should be, um, but I don't think corporations should be. Right. Um, If a corporate entity had used any of my images and put Mm -hmm. it on a billboard for their next ad campaign, I'd be the first person in court. That's a whole other story. Um, Sure. And and I think that that's a really strong and important distinction for me is that – you know, whatever, however you want to identify this, like, corporate thing versus this artist maker, but a fellow creative, I feel like we're all, you know, in this stream of thought, and we're all being influenced by each other, and we're all making, and we're all thinking, and as long as we all keep moving, no one has to be so worried about the last thing that they made getting stolen, just keep making and moving forward, Um, and I, I also recognize that there are circumstances where that um, lift moves from gray area to some sure. to some really tacky choices. Okay, one more one more question for we're running we're going to yeah. run out of time soon. We got fifteen minutes, guys. <sighs> Didn't this go fast? It is going fast. Can, so can, can I, we make this a two part episode? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. A, are you kidding? We have very strict rules here at the studio <laughs> at Radio Free Brooklyn. You don't we, just we can't do... barricade ourselves in the studio and go uh, go all night. I don't know. You know, Tom is a really big guy. You don't want to mess with him. Oh, yeah. He'll break break down our barricade. Well, he could get – like, if he got angry, I would be – like, he he knows I'm a little scared of him. I'm not like I was because I see the teddy bear side and I actually – I have, like, a big spot in my heart for Tom. And and Robert, too. Huge. But – they're they're, they're a little bit lawless. You know what I mean? That's the thing. You don't want to get involved in, like, pissing them off because – who knows? They'll, they'll they'll kill your whole family. I don't know. They're kind of like they're lawless. They're capable of anything. Um. Okay, one question for you, Sean, mm-hmm. and then I want to go back to Eric. And the question I had for you, Sean, was: Did you have any direct con? Was there any conversation or any kind of contact with Richard Prince whatsoever throughout all this, or his no, people? Um, the only thing I've got, he's tweeted at me a couple times um, at the opening day of uh, the piece. Uh, that I made is called Backdrop for the Rebirth of the Collective Author in mm-hmm. parentheses, quote, mm-hmm. there's a whole lot of authorship going on, mm-hmm. Richard Prince. So I quote him and credit him for the quote in the title, which is kind mm-hmm. of my little joke. Um, you know, when that opened and at the opening, everyone was taking selfies in front of it and somebody mm-hmm. tagged Richard Prince in it. And his response was, your pictures are for each other. Yes, period. That's true. Period. Uh, my pictures, question mark, they're not mine, period, never were, period, vampire, period. Hmm. To which I responded, thanks for the mention, hashtag vampire problems. Vampire. <laughs> That's interesting, right? Hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, th- there's a lot of a lot of people like he was calling you a vampire. He was calling himself a vampire. So right, it's a sort of back and forth. It's funny. It's interesting. So he's having some of that same inner dialogue as well. So, Eric, I want to find out about um, how this is um, because it's interesting um, seeing you and Sean together and seeing how this project is something that you guys are sharing together, right, boys, <laughs> yeah, yeah. gentlemen? Um, and you're both wearing white T-shirts. That's so cute that you coordinated. Of course, I can see Sean's hair. By the way, Sean, <laughs> I am really nervous about my show Tuesday at the Broadway at the uh, on Twenty Broadway, the Experimental Comedy Gallery at nine thirty, Focus Group Live. I'm really nervous about it, so I want to rub your chest hair after this and wish that um, a lot of people come and enjoy themselves. Okay, can we do that after of this? Of course. Okay, and that's 
uh, November 10th. Can, can, can we do it over the radio waves? Can we have the uh, viewers no, come we'll and r- a rub picture. the speaker? No, we'll put up a picture. Oh, I don't know. But so, Eric, I want to know, like, what, um, how this project, it's, so I'm getting the sense of, like, it's bonded you guys in some way, or it's, it's, you guys are sharing something. Yeah. Which is great. And I want to know how you have also, how it's expanded your relationships with other artists, because I know you have brought other artists in besides Sean and, 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 and what would come out of that? Uh, well, I mean, you know, like I was saying before, I did kind of curate a bunch of work into this, you know, mm-hmm. auction or exhibition, mm-hmm. as you would say, from other artists that I knew were working, you know, making work that was somehow about Richard Prince or appropriating Richard Prince mm-hmm. or, or something like that. Um, and, you know, I really wanted to bring in some other voices and it's kind of, I mean, you were talking about the similarities about this with the Ankara project. I also I have this website that I haven't really updated recently, but it's this sort of fake fan site for Matthew Barney right. called cremasterfanatic uh, dot com. Right. Um, and it's and you know when I did that, it was really about sort of finding all of these like weird things about Matthew Barney that you know that I could find on the internet, like mm-hmm. photos of his bed or like <laughs> his, you know, his daughter or whoever. Yeah, he was in. All these kind of strange things are like, you know, this guy sent me this fan fiction where it's like about having sex with Richard Prince, uh, sorry, with uh, Matthew, <laughs> Matthew Barney and Jeff Koons in Central mm-hmm. Park. So I was really just interested in like finding all of this, you know, strange right, stuff right, that was kind right, of out right, there right. about Matthew Barney. And I think this is kind of similar to that in a lot of ways. It's like, you know, some of what I'm selling is stuff that is, you know, like Richard Prince books, like actual Richard Prince mm-hmm. items. Some of it is artwork that's been, you know, inspired by him. Some of it is, you know, like the, you know, copies of the Marlboro ads that he photographed. So mm-hmm. it's sort of like source material. So it's kind of bringing together all these different right. things. Right. But have you contacted other artists that you know? And have you had contact with other artists through this? Has this been a project that has maybe aggregated a group of artists that have done work that you got, that you know? Both yeah, I mean, I was are... definitely wanting to bring a lot of these artists together that have done things based mm-hmm. on Richard Prince. I mean, they're all people that I knew, you mm-hmm. know, to some extent, So obviously. are they like, so I'm saying, like, has it deepened your friendships in any way, your relationships? Uh, not you know, yet. Probably not yet, but uh, we'll see how much money I can you make for them. You need a closing party. <laughs> Why don't we have a closing party? Uh, we could think about something like that. Yeah, we should have a cl- What do you think, Sean? I'm there. We could do it at my place. I was planning on having a Christmas party anyway. Well, we'll talk about All it. Right. We'll talk about it. We'll, we'll talk, talk about, about that off air. Because, like, everything for me is, like, see, because for me, I'm afraid that people won't like me. So anything that has to do with art is all about making sure that, like, we're still all friends. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> uh-huh. Like, that's how I would bring it right, back. Right. <laughs> you know, that's all I care about because, you know, because, like, in, high, in junior high school, my friends up talking to me. And my mother was always talking about Sherry Feldman. And Sherry well, was well so I will say that, that a number of the artists were, were very concerned about having things listed at 99 cents, which is where oh, everything starts. And yeah. some of them were like, I just, it's not that I mind, you know, giving it up for 99 cents, but I don't want everyone to know that it's sold for 99 cents. Right, oh, right, right, They don't want to know they give right. it up cheap, No, huh? that makes, but actually I was really surprised and um, pleased because David Kramer, whose work sells for, well, he, so he gave you a print with the risk of only selling it for 99 cents and that print sells for uh over a thousand dollars is the retail yeah Yeah. so we'll see that's that's currently our our high high bid item oh is it how much is it now it was like up around 150 before i came down here yeah but still 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 a very good deal and still like early days yeah sean how much was your project your piece that piece um it's like Five fifty, six hundred is the is the normal price on the piece. Uh, I can't remember exactly. I actually, I um, I donated it to an auction this year, and they, um, the day that it went on, the, the day that they put up the pre-sale right, thing right, that right, was right. like the buy it now if you want right. to buy it now before it actually goes on auction, it sold within ten minutes. Wow. <laughs> Um, and it was for art in general. They wrote me and they're nice. like, um, yours already sold. <laughs> That's so nice. It's like, when did you put it up? So, um, so I, there's a demand for it. So hopefully somebody gets it that That's really, great. really wants it. Nice. Um, but yeah. So you could make money on this. Somebody could make money on this besides you guys. Like I could like, I mean, start another 
I could do like an appropriation of your auction totally. and have my mm-hmm. own auction. Well, you know, if there's one thing that I've learned, it's the last appropriator makes the most money. Is that really true? I don't know. I think it's the first appropriator. I think it's the first appropriator. I don't know. That's an interesting point well, about, about uh, yeah, I'll have to ask Ken Johnson that one. So we have seven minutes left. Do you guys like have any have anything like do do we want to like have a wrap up or like a counter transference? I feel good about. Well, this. Let, let me just say again how people can find uh, the auction. It's it's if you go to eBay, that being eBay dot com, and then just search for RP Flea Market, all one word. That's RP as in Richard Prince or as in mm-hmm. Rob Pruitt Flea Market. Uh, and then you should see everything that's up for sale. Uh, new items are being added through November 7th, and mm-hmm. the auctions will close between November 11th and November 17th. It's going to be really interesting. And if you're interested in Sean's piece, look up Sean Fader on eBay, and that's S-E-A-N, not S-H-A-W-N. So how are you guys, I'm like, nice how, where Irish does the boy. money, like, how are you, are you guys splitting it 50-50, like a gallery, or what happens this? What, uh, do you, know I, what, you don't have to say. Well, know. I actually told all the artists they could just keep the money, which I probably should have taken something for myself, but, uh Yeah, that's oh well. very generous. <laughs> no, but it also, it also speaks to the integrity of the project, where it isn't, like, like you're doing this as a real art project, you're not doing it for, like, some... Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, you know, I, 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 you know, the making money part of it is a part of it also, and, and uh, you know, but I'm not, I mean, as far as the other artists, yeah, I'm happy if they make some money. That's, that's yeah, good that's enough great. for me. Yeah, that's really nice. So what are you going to be, do you have another project after this in mind, Eric, or you're just in this one right now? Uh, well, I've been working on some new paintings in the studio that are based on some uh, some Jasper Johns paintings. Interesting. That's, that's the latest. Abstraction? No, they're kind of based on his early works, like the American flags and the, the numbers. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. And how about, how about you, Sean? What are you working on these days? Uh, I'm working on a bunch of different things. Uh, one is my grandfather's uh, – my grandfather wrote a screenplay in secret um, that was found like 40 years after his death. I've never met him. So I'm working on that a little bit right That's now. That's weird. What are you doing with it? Um, making photographs and video vignettes um, from it. Wow. So um, – With cowboys or uh... – I mean, like cowboys. it's from foot so long ago. Maybe it's like what, like I don't think there are farmers. Any cowboys are in it. No, um, it's a period piece. No, it's a really this like really weird obsidian absurdist oh. sort of uh, dark comedy. It's very it's awesome. Mm. Um, so I'm working on that. Um, I'm, I'm I'm mostly just like busy juggling lots of other things right now. But I'm, uh, I'll be away for next semester, so I have the whole semester to do work instead where, of teaching. Uh, where do you teach? Uh, FIT and NYU right now. And what do you teach? Teaching in the photo departments of both. Uh-huh. So photo, video, uh-huh. um, multimedia. And what are you, you going to do with your semester off? Uh, I'm going to residency. So Where? Bemis Art Center in Omaha, Nebraska. I'll have to tell my friend Jenny from Nebraska. That's Jenny from cool. Nebraska. I that like that. Is there a song? <laughs> Jenny from Nebraska. So that sounds really good. You must be looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I have it's my cold though. I have my first solo show in New York coming up in May. Oh, where? Denny Gallery as well. Awesome. So I am. I'm going to disappear for like four months and uh, uh, make all the work for that show. Really focus. Yeah, I mean, there's lots of stuff on that's oh, in process my, right, right now. But right, yes, right, it will right, give me that that time show. to just focus 100 percent on oh, that. So I'm excited nice, about that. Nice, nice. Yes, yeah. I'm getting invited to the opening, right? But of course, my dear. is it on my birthday, May 11th? I think it's after that, but I don't actually recall. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying not to, like, you know, put that exact day in my head because well, that's, that's just all I care about. That's all I, I just care about my birthday. It's everything. Well, you're me. a Taurus. Yes. A tourist. I'm really a tourist. <laughs> a tourist here. So anyway, that was good. We got three minutes left. Why do I keep saying this, you know? Because, um, you know, what's really awkward for me. When I get in the middle of a conversation with somebody trying to wrap up, and then it goes to, like, whatever the next show is going to be, and then I get cut off. And I, I'm nervous about that right now. That's that's the danger of live radio. I know, but it, it is really good because, you know, people can't take things back. 
anything you said. Anything you said. I've never had a problem with a lawsuit. Have you guys ever personally had a problem with a lawsuit? I've gotten some cease and desist letters. Have mm-hmm. you? Yeah. Not yet. <laughs> and and does that make you nervous? I mean, if you if you get a cease and desist letter, you just like cease and desist, and then you're cool. Yeah, I they mean, they won't come after you. I was hoping yeah. you'd say scan it and sell it on the internet. Yeah. Well, there's that. There's there's actually there's there's something up on the flea market that has to do with a cease and desist letter that I got from uh, Kagosian Gallery. Oh wow! Yes. Really, you're selling that? Well, it's not the actual letter, but Which it's you're it's, it's actually a, a, a statement that I had or a declaration is the legal term that was actually in the Richard Prince Patrick Carriou court case. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. So I have a, a signed copy of that declaration is is there on the flea market. Wow. I think that's that's at about four twenty five right now. Four hundred and twenty five. No, 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 no. Four dollars and twenty five cents. Oh. <laughs> Jesus, I'm like, this is gonna. What are you gonna do? Like, see, I would be like, I'm, I'm. I would be like, oh no, my work is only selling for four four dollars and twenty five cents. Is that going to be a problem for you, Sean? Or you, you like, no, because you know you know who you are. You yeah, know I mean, me. I, I made a, <laughs> I, I made the decision a long time ago to not worry about how much my work sold for, or if my work sold, to just keep making the thing I thought I was put on this planet to do. That's so. I'm just going to do that and not worry about anything. That's else. good. That's a good way to end the show. That's a good lesson for all of us to uh, remember that uh, if you're going to do something creative, try and focus on the value you get out of making it and the process of doing it, as opposed to the Dr. Lisa gives a shit Dr. Lisa gives a shit Dr. Lisa gives a shit about